0: This is Everybody's Talking with Layla. Hey, welcome to Everybody's Talking with Layla. This week, we're diving into Grammy's backlash, plus one fashion house says, I'm sorry, let me explain, and how one airline is still going after one very clever passenger. First up, the Grammys were on Sunday. A lot of conversation surrounding the Grammy Awards. What you loved, what you hated, who wore what. You know how it goes every year when there's an awards awards show. So with the Grammys on Sunday, some of the moments people were talking about that were trending while the show was on, people enjoyed the tribute to Dolly Parton. Uh, She had Katy Perry as a part of that. And I love when she collaborated and sang with um, Miley Cyrus, her goddaughter, for the song Jolene, which Miley has said before is one of her favorite songs. Uh, People are also talking about the Lady Gaga performance. We'll get to that in a second. They love the moment when Diana Ross came on the stage. I mean, how could you not love seeing this, this legend up there performing? And when the host... Alicia Keys walks out with some major girl power. She had J-Lo, Lady Gaga, Jada Pinkett Smith, oh, and former First Lady uh, Michelle Obama. So this moment was huge. The crowd was going crazy, and that was one of the secrets for the evening was that Michelle Obama was going to be on the stage. Speaking of a host, Alicia Keys, can I give her a shout-out? Did you see her in that moment where she had the two pianos, and she was sort of honoring all the songs that she loves, that she wishes... She had written and she put her Alicia Keys spit on it with the pianos. I mean, she's playing two pianos, you guys, at one time. It was so incredible and just a great way to showcase how talented she is, not just singing, but Alicia Keys is so talented with playing the instruments as well. So I, I loved all of that. Let's get into the backlash. First up, who's catching all the backlash? Cardi B. Cardi B quit Instagram. And if you follow her, you know she loves Instagram. Instagram stories, posting on her wall. I mean, she's really involved in interacting with her fans. And she's been that way even before she became uh, this, this mega rap artist right now. So if you don't know what happened on Sunday, Cardi B won the award for best rap album for Invasion of Privacy. That's her album. She was up against Travis Scott, Pusha T, Nipsey Hussle, and the late Mac Miller. So she gets this award for Best Rap Album. She's excited. She's so, you know, at a loss for words on stage. This is her first Grammy Award ever. Even though she was nominated last year for Bodak Yellow, she didn't win. But this year she won for the album. And she talked about during that time recording this album while she was pregnant, trying to crank out these music videos before she started showing. So you go from that high of having all that um, excitement for winning to the critics saying, why does she win? Uh, Y'all couldn't have picked somebody else. It should have been... You know, Pusha T could have been J. Cole, who wasn't even in the category. (laughs) And he did come to her defense. J. Cole, as well as Chance the Rapper, both on Twitter, came to Cardi B's defense and said, she earned this. Let her live. This is her moment. But, you know, the critics have a lot to say. So Cardi went on her Instagram before she deactivated it. And she said that she in some very choice words. I'm going to keep it PG for the podcast. But she said she earned it. She's worked very hard. She talked about recording this while she was pregnant. And so then she posted this really upset message and then just deactivated her her Instagram. Cardi, you worked hard. You don't have to explain yourself to people. If you got that award, dust it off and put it on your shelf. She also said, too, uh, in another video how no matter how big or small the award is that she's received since she's been Cardi B the rapper. She gives it all, uh, puts it all up in her mother's house. Her mother has it on display at home because she's proud of her. So uh, she's upset obviously because her feelings are hurt. Uh, Lady Gaga came to her defense on Twitter. She says, it's so hard to be a woman in this industry, what it takes, how hard we work through the disrespectful challenges just to make art. I love you Cardi. You deserve your awards. Let's celebrate her fight, lift her up, And honor her, she is brave. And when Lady Gaga posted that message, it was accompanied by a picture that she and Cardi took at the Grammy Awards. Cardi, being a huge Lady Gaga fan, her first time meeting her, and she had a fan moment, as many of us would when we meet people who inspire us. And Cardi talked about how. Lady Gaga inspired her uh, just to be herself and live in her truth. So shout out to Lady Gaga for for stepping up and coming to Cardi's defense. Speaking of Lady Gaga, she's also part of the backlash. She performed her song Shallow, which if you haven't seen the movie A Star is Born, Oh my God, the movie is, it's amazing and it, it makes you cry and I'm not going to give it away, but it's a remake. Listen, the movie is incredible and she sings the song Shallow with Bradley Cooper, who a lot of folks didn't know could sing. Uh, Bradley wasn't there at the Grammys, so Gaga did Shallow by herself. I thought she did what Gaga does. Y'all know she can sing? With music, without music, she does not need our, our thoughts and opinions. She does Gaga. She didn't have one crazy makeup or a mask or a weird outfit. She did Gaga, right? Just normal. And she had this moment when she, you know, she starts sort of twitching and she turns around in circles and does this dance. So people jumped on social media. What's Gaga doing? Oh, my God, she's weird. What's this dance? Oh, my God, what's happening? First of all, where have y'all been? If you responded to Gaga that way from her performance on Shallow, where were you in 2010 during the MTV Video Music Awards when she walked on stage, uh, walked to the awards show wearing a meat dress? That was weird. <laughs> I don't think her standing in a sparkly jumpsuit at the, the uh, Grammy singing Shallow was weird. I thought she was just filling the song. She doesn't care what y'all think. She didn't even comment about this. Like I said, she was too busy supporting Cardi on her, her Twitter, but Bradley Cooper wasn't there because he was across the pond in the UK getting another award for their song shallow from the BAFTA awards, the British Academy film awards. Um, They won for best original music, best original music at the BAFTAs. And Again, like I said, they, they won also, too, for uh, the Grammys. So Lady Gaga doesn't care what y'all think about if she twitched too much and danced weird in a circle. Honey, she got her, her Grammy. And I loved how she used that moment to talk about the movie A Star is Born and why that movie has a good, uh, an important message. It addresses mental health. If you haven't seen the movie, it tackles mental health. And she said it's important to get those messages out there. And also, she took that time to say, if you're going through something, If you or someone you know is dealing with something, talk to somebody. And I thought that was an appropriate way for her to honor that song and the work they did for A Star Is Born. The third female catching some backlash after the Grammys is J-Lo. Y'all know I love me some J-Lo. I'm real. I love that song she had with, who was that? Uh, Ja Rule. And she collaborated with so many people over the years. I've been a J-Lo fan since she was a fly girl on A Living Color when she was a dancer, a backup dancer. Love J-Lo. Then she did the Selena movie. I can go on and on about J-Lo. So J-Lo does the Motown tribute. I'm saying I'm a J-Lo fan. I'm not saying I thought she was right for the tribute. And most of y'all didn't either. Poor social media people were just all up upset about this even before she started performing people were saying why j-lo this wasn't right uh this is a motown tribute she doesn't reflect motown so some of the other comments were it's black history month why don't you have a black artist up there doing a motown tribute and plus, Motown was a, a celebration of black artists. Well, J Lo immediately addressed critics right after her performance, which was high energy. She did the whole thing by herself, brought out Smokey Robinson at one point. Neo was up there. Alicia Keys came by briefly in the performance. But J Lo said to Entertainment Tonight Any type of music can inspire any type of artist. You can't tell people what they can and can't do, what they should sing or should not sing. She also got some support from some other celebrities, including Smokey Robinson. Let me tell you what Smokey said. It hit a long post on Instagram. Uh, Here are some key points. He said, I was there on the first day of Motown. Were you? He didn't say it like that, but that's what he was saying in his own little shady way. Go ahead, Smokey. He said he was in the room with, you know, Motown founder Barry Gordy. And on the first day, Barry Gordy said to them, we're going to make music for everybody and make quality music the world can enjoy. So Smokey Robinson goes on to say kids of all races were um, growing up listening to this Motown music. They love Motown. Uh, Motown United people not divided them. He says, so don't call yourself loving Motown if you're a hater and spreading the same bigotry that you so strongly oppose coming at you from others so that's how he shut down the critics he said JLo is Motown just like anyone else here's what I thought and by the way Tyler Perry also uh, came to her defense on Twitter and said she did a fantastic job he also said he was skeptical at first but when he saw her she did a great job I think I loved her singing um the the song please Mr. Postman because that sounded like something in her range it sounded very appropriate for her voice right Doing the whole tribute by herself, I wasn't a fan of every song she sang. I think she could have had some other heavy-hitting, powerful voices to come out there and reflect Motown. Uh, you know, this is a Motown moment. They should have, at first, of can, can we go back to the fact that Diana Ross was in the audience? Couldn't they just say, hey, Diana, queen of Motown, can you come on stage and do a number? We're honoring Motown and Mr. Barry Gordy. Just an idea. So it's not J-Lo's fault. She says she grew up listening to it with her mother. She loves Motown. She said she was inspired. She did the best she could. Was it the best performance ever for a Motown tribute? No. But she brought her J-Lo high energy. One other thing critics did say, they didn't like the fact that her performance, um, the way she was dressed and some of the the, the movements she was doing didn't reflect Motown because if you know back then, Barry Gordy didn't allow or didn't, he wasn't a fan of the women um, being sexualized in their performances. So that was a a good point that somebody brought up. Anyway, I I still love J-Lo. She did the best she could. Could it have been stronger? I think we all can agree. Absolutely. But you can't take away the fact that J. Lo is still a good performer. All right. The other story everybody's talking about, and this has been going on for over a week now. Fashion house. Gucci says, I'm sorry. Let me explain. So Gucci apologizing over a sweater. If you haven't seen it, 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 it legitimately, it resembles blackface. Like that's the first thing I thought when I saw it, I was like, Ooh, who was at the table when y'all prove this? Just a question. So the sweater that retails for $850 was pulled offline when this was brought to light. The company uh, pulled the sweater last week from the online sales and then new this week, Gucci's chief executive is heading to New York to meet with Harlem-based designer Dapper Dan, who, by the way, if you don't know, he has a, he's a huge fashion influence. And he um, released a Gucci collection around 2017. So Dapper Dan immediately last week went on his Instagram and said, I am a black man before I am a brand. He goes on to say, quote, another fashion house has gotten it outrageously wrong. There is no excuse or apology that can erase this kind of insult. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out of this conversation from Gucci's chief executive um, in Dapper Dan. But the, the head of Gucci admitted a couple of things. Number one, the company, which is based in Italy does not understand the sensitivity of the black community in America, especially when it comes to blackface. Heck, folks in America still don't get it. You don't have to be in Italy to miss the mark. We're seeing it already here. We've been seeing it forever. Uh, As long as all of us have been alive, we've been seeing it in our own country. Uh, Look what's happening with the governor of Virginia and the picture that surfaced with uh, one person in blackface, one person in a Klansman outfit. And uh, look what happened then with the attorney general coming out and saying, oh yeah, one time I dressed in blackface. Here's a picture. Um, Blackface perpetuates racial stereotypes. If you don't know, it's it's that simple. It, it, it's that simple in terms of me trying to break down why it's so offensive. The stereotypes of of black people being, you know, ignorant and lazy and over-sexualized. It, it's just, it's demeaning and it's hurtful. There are deep roots associated with blackface. You can't fix it. So <laughs> knowing that it's offensive is the first step. It's like I try to explain to people, how would you tell this to your child? Let's say your your daughter comes home and she says, Mommy, I was at school today and my friend uh, Samantha got upset because I told her her shirt's ugly. And a mother would probably say, well, why would you tell her that? And she's like, well, I thought her shirt was ugly. But, but you know, Samantha likes that shirt. I mean, I can't compare this to blackface. I'm trying to give a very simple analogy. <laughs> um, you know that, that sweater is her favorite. Why would you it just hurt her feelings? We'll go back tomorrow and apologize. Just because you don't like something, you don't understand something, doesn't mean it's okay to say it. I, I think that was a terrible analogy, Layla, but I was trying to break it down Went to say like, Think about how you would explain it to your child when when kids are growing up and they do things, they say words that we know are hurtful. How do you teach your child that something's hurtful? So as adults, when somebody tries to explain it to you, don't be defensive, receive it and say, I can't relate to that. There are a lot of things we can't relate to, but I understand that offends you. And because it offends you, I'm going to listen to you and I'm going to try my hardest to not do something that offends you, especially when it has such deep Uh, background as blackface does in America. Okay. Excuse my bad analogy. I was trying y'all, but then I realized it was terrible. Let's get back to the story. So the head of Gucci says, okay, we missed the mark. We don't understand uh, sensitivity when it comes to black Americans, uh, when it comes to race. And he also said, um, you know, we didn't realize this was going to offend people. The head says that they do have teams in place. When it comes to Asian culture, so when they're creating clothes, they have a team in place that can sort of offer some checks and balances and say, "Whoa whoa whoa that might be offensive, but there's nothing in place as of now when it comes to black culture, even though you know you have a huge buying audience when it comes to to black people they they support and they like and they they buy Gucci, look at all the songs that name drop Gucci, look at all the the celebrities that wear and support Gucci, or like I said, like Dapper Dan had this partnership so That's what Gucci's saying. Uh, Let's talk about the guy who is behind the 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 creative force at Gucci, who is behind this design. Um, He wrote a letter to the Gucci team and says, the fact that the turtleneck jumper evoked a racist imagery causes me the greatest grief. But I'm aware that sometimes our actions can end up with causing unintentional effects. So he took full accountability. And he also said the company is immediately implementing some programs that will increase inclusivity and cultural awareness. And that's what it's about. So many times when these stories come out and some something happens, let's say it's a shirt that has a swastika resemblance on it, you're like, who was at the table? Who thought that was a good idea? Well, they're telling you they didn't have a lot of diversity at the table when they made this decision because no one raised their hand. And if you see this sweater, no one raised their hand and said, that looks like blackface. That's the first thing I thought. So we'll see how Gucci addresses it. Like I said, that the the, um, the head of Gucci is heading to, uh, the chief executive, excuse me, of Gucci is heading to New York and to have some conversations this week. And so we'll see how all this is resolved if it isn't. So some celebrities came out and said, we're boycotting Gucci. Uh, that includes rapper T.I. Uh, that includes director Spike Lee. You know who's not boycotting Gucci? Floyd Mayweather. TMZ caught up with Floyd Mayweather. Honey, he had bags and bags of Gucci. He said, let him live. He loves Gucci. He's going to wear his stuff. He said, I don't, I don't care who boycotting what. I'm wearing my Gucci. That's Floyd's words. So there you go. I'm sure we'll see more from this conversation. Because like I said, it's been going on for at least a week now. But people are, are really interested in, in what's happening with that. Okay. I've got to get to one more story. <laughs> Just one of those make a smile feel goods for today. German airline Lufthansa is suing a passenger who did not show up for the last leg of his trip. Okay. So have you heard of this thing called hidden city ticketing? I didn't know it was a name. I just thought I was clever. First of all, it's not illegal, but let me tell you why I thought I was clever. One time when I didn't have a, a, enough coins for a flight, I was like, "Oh, these tickets are expensive Layla, but wait a minute. I was flying one of those airlines that promote, you know, discount prices. So you can go on there and look at the flight map, like Southwest and JetBlue. You can look at the the patterns and see like where they go. So uh, let's say a flight will go from Charlotte to Atlanta. and And that's probably what the flight was that day. But I was looking at the flight thinking, why is that $300? But then I got clever. I said, well, where is Atlanta a layover city from Charlotte? Like, what's the route? Where's it going? Where's the flight going? And I found one. I believe it was something like Charlotte to Atlanta, layover, final destination, Columbus, Ohio. Well, I wasn't going to Columbus, Ohio. I was going to the ATL. So what I did, being all clever and stuff, because I was taking a carry on bag only, I said, hmm, hmm. What if I just hop off in the ATL and don't go on to Columbus, Georgia? They won't know. And then my flight going back, I just, you know, hopped back on in Atlanta because technically that could have hopped off in Atlanta, driven some family to Columbus, Georgia, had a reunion. Then we drove back to Atlanta that was flying back to Charlotte. You don't know my flight route. <laughs> you don't know why I hopped off. So I saved probably like, you know, one hundred and fifty dollars on my ticket and I was really happy. So this has a name back to the story. The name is called Hidden City Ticketing. Okay, so there's a guy who did this. He, he was going from Oslo to Seattle, layover in Frankfurt, and he didn't take the Frankfurt to Oslo return flight cuz he got off in Frankfurt because it was cheaper and then caught another flight to Berlin, which is where he really wanted to go. Are you following me? He didn't he didn't want to go uh to the final city. He wanted to he didn't want to go back to Oslo. He just wanted to, you know, Go to Berlin. That was the goal. Well, the airline Lufthansa wants him to pay more than $2,000 because they said you violated our policy, which really has anybody read the policy? I mean, we know the basic stuff. You know how TSA works. You know how you're supposed to show up for a flight. The gates close at a certain time. You got to check your bags if you're over a certain size. We got that. I have never saw uh, seen a line in my my ticket pricing that says, by the way, no hidden city ticketing. And if we find out, then we'll charge you for that last leg. If they want to put that, that's fine. But they didn't. So this has already gone to court and it was tossed out. But now the airline is appealing because they are seriously wanting this passenger to pay them a little $2,000. Honey, you can just sell another seat at this point. That's probably how much it costs to go to most cities anyway. Find somebody who's leaving from San Diego going somewhere abroad and and charging that $2,000. To find chase down this one man, so no word on who this guy is, but the airline wants their money back. Um, <laughs> so this is not the first time people have done this, or that it's been called out. There's actually a website that people have used. Uh, it's called Skip Lagged, and back in 2014, the founder of the website Skip Lagged was sued by United Airlines and Orbitz for what they call promoting prohibited travel because what this website is doing is telling you how you can get the flight for cheaper, which is hop off at the city you really want to go to just find it. Where's the connection? You don't have to take the whole, the whole trip. Don't take the last leg. It's not illegal. Like I said, but it's just going to save you some money. Well, in 2014, the the website founder was sued and the case eventually was tossed out. So if you travel, you've done this, you know what I'm talking about? If you haven't, you're probably like, Hmm, Hmm, this is actually smart, but you got to keep some things in mind. Number one, Lufthansa may sue you if you fly that airline. (laughs) Number two, it really only works if you have a carry-on bag, because if your bag is continuing on to a certain destination and you're not on that flight, then how are you going to get your bag back? How are you explaining why your bag is um, in in Frankfurt and you're in Berlin or wherever you're going? Or what if you're doing a carry-on bag and it's at capacity and they make you check it And you're hopping off in Atlanta and your bag is in Columbus, Ohio, Layla. (laughs) So luckily for me, I had my bag with me that day. But there are just some things to keep in mind. I'm not telling you how to cheat the system. I'm just saying there may be some cheaper ways out there to fly. I'm just saying. So we'll keep following that story. If you if you haven't heard of it, just hop online and look more into it. Um, but it was just, to me, it was very fascinating because I, I had done it and I thought I was doing something fancy. And lo and behold, it's a thing with a name. Well, that's what everybody's talking about this week. I'm, I'm running out of time right now. Thank you for tuning in. Again, uh, in future episodes, I hope to have some interviews. We'll change things up. But those were the top talkers I've identified for this week because you guys are heavily involved, uh, especially in the Gucci conversation and in the Grammys conversation. Hey, I'm now on Apple Podcasts. During the first podcast, I said I was on there, but it took a couple of days I learned to get listed. So just search for Everybody's Talking with Layla. Also, you can follow me on Stitcher, Google Play, Some of you guys are watching this right now on my Facebook page. If you're not a follower of me on social media, you can find me at Layla Muhammad TV. That's L-A-I-L-A-M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D-T-V. And I look forward to chatting with you guys again in next week's episode. Have a good week.